Hello. And welcome to Two's a Coven. I'm Andrew. And I'm Alyssa. This week we're talking about tarot. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so how are you? I'm good. I spent four hours on a Greyhound bus yesterday. Two days ago? Two days ago. So I'm still recovering from that. Well, you know. Um, I don't love... Look, Greyhound buses are good for what they're good for, which is being a cheap way to not drive. <laughs> Also, they're terrible. I uh, have not had the misfortune of taking a Greyhound bus. I could have at several points because it would have been easier for everyone except for me involved um, to get me to and from Ithaca and Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. However, I suffer from severe motion sickness and my father is retired. So he uh, would do the three and a half to four hour drive depending on the weather and traffic so that I didn't have to take a bus and vomit all over people. Yeah, it is nausea inducing. So how are you? Sick. (laughs) And just for the last like week, I've just been leaking from my nose, which is why I sound kind of congested because I am congested and it's also why I'm going to be coughing a bunch. All right. So, do we want to talk about tarot? The whole whole reason that we're on this (laughs) podcast right now? (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about tarot. Um, So, I'll lead us in with a little bit of, like, history, explanation, background. Um, So, for those who don't know, tarot is um, a method of divination, often practiced by folks who identify as witches, but also practiced by way more folks than that. Um, it's specifically a kind of cartomancy, which is a kind of divination. And divination is a way to um, see either the future or clarity on a situation. Um, a lot of folks identify divination as a way to see the future, but I think a lot of people right now use it less for that and use it more um, to for like guidance um and then so tarot itself is divination using a deck of cards um illustrated named cards um often 78 cards in the specific kind of tarot that we'll be talking about um and so tarot started off as a playing card game it's still used that way um in some places I think mostly in Italy and Eastern Europe, but that's what Wikipedia told me. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And so it started off in about like the 14th century-ish. And then it's starting to be identified as used for divination slash the occult um, in like the late 1700s. Um, And within that, there are three strands of tarot that are emerging um and that's the book of thoth created by i looked up how to pronounce this but i'm definitely not going to do a great job by a french occultist atelia in 1783 um in italy in i thought it was france france Um. he's a french occultist jean-baptiste aliette um yeah no i don't know i was gonna try and like show off a little bit of my linguistic skills um, the reason I was stuck on Italy is because I was very curious as to the etymological uh, roots of the word tarot, hmm. um, and I'm working on it, so I'll come back to you in a minute. Well, it was known as triomphi, and then taroki. Taroki, yeah, that's what I'm getting, and I'm trying to figure out if that like means anything in Italian, but literally all that's coming up is tarot, so yeah. I quit. <laughs> I like linguistics. In in another in another life where I get to like, you know, do things differently, I would learn a lot more languages earlier in life. Yeah, big mood. I would have learned a lot of languages pre-concussion. Um so that's the Book of Thoth. Then there's a deck that emerges based on the cardamancy of Marie Lenormand, who's a very famous French occultist. A lot of this tarot stuff is coming out of France and French occultist. And so then the third strain is the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, um, which emerges in 1910, 
which is heavily influenced by the 19th century occultist Alephus. Levi. Well, I got Levi, but I just don't know if I can do Alif. Uh, Where, what, what country of origin? Uh, France again? Probably France. Elifa? Yeah. And there's like there's the accent on the E, which is weird. Yeah. Elifa. Elifa. You gotta accent the E. Okay. Elifa Levi. Um, so then, what do the cards mean? How are they used? So, we're mostly, the two of us, um, mostly use the Rider-Waite-Smith style of tarot today. Um, mm-hmm. It is a style that is most popular, um, at least in an American context, for witchcraft, and I'd say the UK too. Yeah. Um, and so in the Rider-Waite-Smith um, deck, there are 22 major arcana cards, which represent large concepts and ideas. Um, so death, the justice, the wheel of fortune. Um, and then 56 minor arcana cards, which are divided into four suits of 14 cards. And each of those suits is ruled by a different element, traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, the typical four suits are cups, swords, pentacles, and wands. And for some reason, the swords are ruled by air, and the wands are ruled by fire, and it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Pentacles is earth, and cups is water. Those make sense. Pentacles is sometimes coins. Kind of depends on the deck. Usually use the same symbol. You'll hear, like, tarot and oracle and Norman decks, um a lot in these conversations and so the differences between those so i just described what most people will refer to as tarot which is like cards that have very specific meanings ascribed to them um usually 78 cards i'd say even in slightly different style decks than the rider Waite smith they'll be about that size and then if you learn the specific meanings you can basically interchange that on any deck that also follows that style. Oracle decks have like a lot less prescribed meaning, often are completely individual to each deck and each creator. Much They're much more reliant on like the reader's intuition and adaptability. So like a lot of Oracle decks will have books that accompany them, but you don't have to use them. Um, you can just interpret based on the illustration that you're given. I like using the books as a guideline. This is true of tarot as well. I like using the books as a guideline more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of give you an idea, especially because even with tarot decks, sometimes the artists will, like, bring, like, a little bit more, like, personal meaning and correspondence to a, like, card. And I like reading about that. And it kind of helps inform things a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I just kind of go with whatever makes sense in my head. Yeah. And so then a Lenormand deck is a 36-card deck, which is based on the divination of the occultist um, Marie Lenormand. I tried my best. That (laughs) we mentioned earlier. Um, I'm not going to get it better than that. I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, And then the Pip deck I bring up because a lot of people will refer to that um, within tarot. So a Pip deck instead of having illustrations on every single card, there will be illustrations on the major arcana cards, usually like the court cards of the minor arcana, so like the king, queen, jack, knight, and four, or page, knight. And all of the numbered minor arcana will usually just have like symbols indicating their number. Mm, That's boring. And like pips, and won't have illustrations, which are really hard when you're first starting. Yeah, I can imagine. Because you really have to just know what they mean because you can't interpret at all. I don't think I could ever work with a pip deck. My first two were pip decks, and that was bad. Mostly just because I love the art so much. I mean, I'm going to talk about that a lot more later. Mm -hmm. All right, so shall we move on, or is there anything more we want to say about the history of tarot? I think that's all I got. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to just share, like, a little thing that I just thought of while we were talking about it. There is, um, are you familiar with the Dresden Files series of novels? Vaguely. Vaguely, okay. I've, they're by Jim Butcher. The um, audiobooks are narrated by um, Jay, oh my God, 
I feel like such a terrible Buffy fan now. James Marsters, <laughs> um, who plays Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Um, and he's really, like, he's an excellent uh, narrator. In one of the earlier books, I don't remember which one, he, uh, the Harry Dresden is a sorcerer or wizard. I forget which word he uses. Um, slash detective. Nice. <laughs> um, it's really good series. And he... Um, he has, like, a tarot deck at one point, or he's talking to someone about a tarot deck, and there's a line written into the book where there's a character who says, tarot, and then the, um, like, narrator is like, she said it like carrot. <laughs> and it just made me happy. <laughs> I just really liked that. I probably, it's just a fun fact about very fun book series. Another oh, yeah. brief mention of tarot. <laughs> I have had people, like, in real life be like, oh, so you read tarot? Yep. Yep. And, like, I'm not snobby. I mispronounce everything constantly. But, like, it's tarot. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I say a word and, like, claim knowledge or expertise surrounding that word. And then the person I'm talking to who knows nothing about that concept mispronounces it. <laughs> I'm just like, you literally just heard me say it. You literally just heard me say it. <laughs> but I'm also that really passive-aggressive person where when someone mispronounces a word, I will, you know, shoehorn a way to repeat the word correctly <laughs> into the next sentence because I'm that person. And I apologize. I don't apologize for it. That's a lie. I don't apologize at all. <laughs> all right. So... I think one of the big questions that might be good to start off this podcast, this conversation, is how we individually got into tarot. Yeah. Do you want to start or shall I? Uh, I just talked a lot, so you <laughs> should start. Okay, so when I started getting into witchcraft, this is like a thing that I do with a lot of things, where I kind of say, yeah, I'm interested in X, Y, and Z, but I'm not going to do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. When I first got into like, nerdy fandom stuff it was like yeah i'll read fan fiction but i'm not gonna write it and i'm not gonna cosplay lo and behold (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've done all of those things and the same thing kind of happened when i started getting into witchcraft i was like yeah i'll try i don't remember what it was at the beginning um but i was pretty sure that i wasn't really into divination or tarot didn't really believe in it didn't really understand it thought that psychics were a bunch of horse manure etc um um and especially because i was still grappling with the kind of like fine line between like witchcraft and catholicism and christianity because i was still kind of figuring all of that out at the time and i'd been doing some reading about christian and catholic witches on tumblr not the most reliable source to begin with i'm just gonna say um and there were a few people saying that because of some interpretation of some thing in the bible that i do not remember um was that divination was kind of an area that was off limits to christian witches and so i was just kind of keeping away from it but then because i liked to dig around on tumblr instead of doing literally anything i would see all the really pretty tarot decks and all the art and that's kind of what drew me in was the art and by that point my religious inclinations had already been waning so i like started doing a little bit more reading about it and Um, I was following some people who did tarot readings on Tumblr, and some of them were really interesting. Mm -hmm. And so when I was scrolling through and I happened upon, uh, I I saw the Line Strider deck, and I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit, but I fell in love with it, and I thought it was beautiful. And it was on sale on Amazon, so I bought it. (laughs) And um, that that was kind of the start of, like, the tarot journey for me was... uh, Sale on Amazon. So, <laughs> not sure what that says about me as a person. Um, so, kind of exact opposite. Um, I actually entered with witchcraft through tarot. Um, so, I had been, like, interested in witchcraft, interested in tarot. I thought it was, like, a really interesting idea. I was kind of skeptical, um... I don't trust or believe in a lot of things before I experience them myself, um, as a rule. That's how I interact with the world. Um, and, but at that point, tarot seemed like a really, like, low stakes, 
kind of low buy-in way to enter witchcraft. Mm. And so I bought my first deck in October um, of 2016, used it like six or seven times, um, had like really taken um, a lot of courage to buy it and go for it. Um, One of the readings I did with it was I read for my partner who is the same partner that I'm still dating. <laughs> and um, when I drew for her, one of the cards that I drew that was supposed to describe our relationship was the death card. And I was like, <laughs> cool, great. Was there a significant change in your relationship following the drawing of that card? Oh, yeah. We we almost broke up like two months later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean. So, like, it wasn't wrong, but it's not really what you want to draw for the person you've been dating for like three months at that point that's true i actually really love the death card we can talk about that more later though yeah it's a good one so then i've used that six or seven times then completely lost it like have no <laughs> idea where it went on, I'm dying. that happens sometimes when i laugh because... <laughs> um yeah my mom moved i was in college traveling for breaks my dad moved half my stuff into storage and made my room his office. <laughs> and I just have no earthly idea where it went. Mm. Absolutely no clue. So, it happened to some of my fiancé's uh, PlayStation games. <laughs> so, yeah, that completely gone. And so then I was like, well, maybe that's a sign. Maybe I shouldn't buy another one. Um, but then... Around the time I bought my first one, I'd entered kind of this like tarot community on Tumblr. Um, there was someone who was hosting um, like tarot community chats, tarot pros. Um, mm-hmm. They're now on Instagram. They're really great. And they were hosting like these community chats. And so after like stalking them for a few weeks, um, I actually like joined one and really amazing people, super encouraging. And they were like, yeah, you should totally get another deck. And so I did. And then uh, kind of kept going and kept trying. But then the second deck I bought was also a pip deck, (laughs) just like the first one I bought. And so I couldn't really learn with it. I was getting really frustrated. And then the Ostara deck, which is this beautiful, beautifully illustrated deck, was just put on Amazon (laughs) also. And so it it was cheaper. And... Oh, this is pretty. I've literally never seen this deck before, I don't it's think. It's so gorgeous. I love it desperately. All right. We're going to put like links to all of the decks that we're talking about in the show notes. We will. Um, and so it's absolutely gorgeous. And a lot of the folks in the tarot chat were like, hey, you should totally buy this. It's worth it. And I was like, okay, you right. And I did. And wait, I'm not actually sure if that's true. I'm not sure if that's truly how I got it because the folks in that chat also have bought me several decks. So I, it might have been purchased for me. But at mm-hmm. any rate, it landed in my lap. Mm. And it was, it was love at first sight. Like it, I, it was way easier for me to learn on it. Um, it was gilded. Um, so like my hands were covered in glitter for like mm-hmm. weeks. And... Yeah, it was amazing. Because of that deck, I was able to then learn and get wrapped into tarot. Mm, That's, yeah. It was neat. Well, it's really cool how, like, a deck can be the thing that Mm -hmm. really draws you in. Because, like, for me, it was Line Strider. And I, like, have a whole thing where I'm going to wax poetic about it later. So um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that for when I planned it. Um, But, and then for you, it was the Ostara deck. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of which are really pretty decks. Yeah, they're both very vivid. Yeah, mm-hmm. very bright, very pretty. And why do we like tarot was the next thing that we had kind of yeah. put down. So how about you answer that one first, and we're just going to alternate. Okay. Um, well, I like tarot, so primarily I like it just because it's honest. Mm. Like, I do not like to be, ha- ha- I don't like to be bullshitted. I, d- I mm. like the truth laid out for me. I don't like things... Um, I don't like being lied to and tarot is honest. It is Mm -hmm. tricky and it's mischievous and it obscures meaning and it's sarcastic. And sometimes it takes like amateur detective work to figure out what the (laughs) fuck it's saying. But 
it's honest and it will tell you the truth and it will not hold punches. And I really, really love that. And kind of attached to that, it's also a really good way to develop relationships with people Mm. um, reading their tarot because it takes a lot of trust and vulnerability between the reader and the reedy um, to be able to have this like honest open lines of communication. And I don't think people often understand how much vulnerability they're offering me when they ask um, to be read. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you read tarot, that's so fun. I'd love to get my tarot read. And then they kind of don't believe in it. And then I like Mm. read them like, you know, there's nothing you can hide from me, yeah. Yeah, I read, uh, you you do it and then you read them like a book and they just kind of go, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I a lot of people have cried that I've read for. Um, I've cried okay. reading for people. I may have been one of those people. Yeah. Like, I've cried while reading with people, you know? Yeah. And I, like, I love how I can just feel us connected. And then when I'm reading for other people. And, like, I can feel our connection to the world around us. And it, yeah, it's just a very spiritual experience for me, and I love that. Yeah, me too. That that's part of what it was for me is like that connection to like the universe and the people that I'm reading for. Um, something that I have a lot of fun doing when I'm bored and having a rough, expansive time um, is to open a bottle of wine and drink the entire thing whilst reading for people on the internet. Um, And, like, I was going through, and let me uh, see if I can find some of them. I was going through some of them recently, some of my old, like, drunk tarot readings, and they're ridiculous, and some of them are incomprehensible. But I do kind of love the, like, vulnerability of someone coming to me and asking me these questions, knowing full well that I am hammered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, honestly, I feel like drunk tarot brings like a whole extra level of honesty to it because sometimes I feel, and this is just kind of me as a person, like sometimes I feel like I'm couching some of the like harder blows in softer language, mm-hmm. but drunk Alyssa doesn't do that because drunk Alyssa has no filter. Yeah. So, but I mean, I also, I just think that it's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, just in general, like, reading tarot is a lot of fun. It, I love the different art and all of the different artists' interpretations of the cards. Um, and, um, you know, I, I do like the honesty. I wasn't even thinking of that, but it definitely is. Um, and I love, I, I love the community yeah. around tarot. I run a secret Facebook group for people who identify as non-religious spiritual pagan witch um who also are fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and more specifically the podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer it's called the Buffering Cyber Coven I'm probably going to talk about it a lot because I love the humans in that group um and the other day someone just popped in and was like hey so here's this like really deeply personal reading that I did for myself and I do not understand this card in this context and there were like 10 of us who were like maybe it's this like you know here's how I might interpret that card in that context or here's how I might do it and it like was really helpful for the person who posted the original thing it was like oh I get it now um, because that person is fairly new to tarot. And the card was the Ten of Pentacles, which mostly has to do with, like, financial instability. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us were like, what if you take the financial out of it and look at, like, the concept of materiality in a different way? And it was just really fun to kind of, like, do that amateur detective work that you were talking about together. And we also will, just if someone's having a rough time, and I've done this a bunch of times, have just, like, posted, I need a reading. I cannot do this reading. Who wants a trade? And... It's just, I love, I love being a part of a group of humans who can do that for each other. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had moments in the tarot community that I was talking about where I'm like, hey team, can I please get a reading? I need some kind of clarity. And it's just amazing. People yeah. are so cool. I love them. Yes. <laughs> At the same time, though, there's a lot that frustrates me about tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, like, the fact that the cards are honest, but the people who are reading them aren't necessarily 
Mm-hmm. And not that they're trying to be dishonest, but, like, everyone comes into things with their own personal biases. Yeah. Uh, myself included. So, like, if I'm reading for myself, and this is where I see this coming up a lot, if I'm reading for myself, and it's something that's, like, just really personal, I might ignore part of what the card is trying to tell me just because I don't want to acknowledge that. I don't want to think about that. You know what I mean? I will kind of shove it to the side Mm -hmm. and and focus more on some other aspect of interpretation. Um, Or the other thing that I I have noticed a few times is someone, especially when it's like an anonymous person on Tumblr or whatever, will send me like, you know, their little question with some like background context or whatever that I never ask for. And um, usually when it's like teenagers who are like trying to figure out what to do about a relationship and whenever I find like I get very strong opinions about these relationships based on the few sentences that I'm given. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I like if a card comes up, I will like kind of like shove it very heavy handedly in one direction that may not necessarily be the way that it's meant to Hmm. and that's happened to me with friends a couple of times too who like they're like asked for more general readings but I have have happened to know that like they're in a toxic relationship or there's something that's like bad going on in their life or there's something good going on in their life and I will kind of like you filter it filter it to kind of like be more accurate even though that's not necessarily what the cards might trying to say you know oh oh yeah I've definitely done that. I do. There's um, a friend of mine recently posted this, and so I'm recalling it, but there's a, a photo that goes around on the internet occasionally that's just all of the cards laid out to spell dump him. Um, I have on occasion just sent that to people. <laughs> yeah. I, this is like really brief fun fact about myself. I don't do relationship readings for people. I won't do it. I don't do... Like, does James love me? I don't do those. Mm -hmm. But I will do, like, I'm trying to think of a question that I've answered that I think is a good explanation of, like, what I'm talking about. Do you know why I don't do relationship readings? Do you remember? Is it because you did a relationship reading for Chandler and got the death card? It's not that. (laughs) It's not that reason. It's because I'm too, my cards are too honest and I'm too honest. Mm. And I read for someone once and then about their relationship and then like three days later get a text from their partner oh my god that said you're a re- you're really good at reading tarot my partner just told me this thing and i'm like oh thank you what uh, is everything going all right and they were like we broke up and i'm like oh my god oh jeez because i don't know the person pulled the tower i can't disguise it that much and i I even remember trying to swing it like, you know, there's some foundational issues, but you can totally work through it at blah, blah, blah. But they ended up breaking up. Mm. And then right afterwards, I read for someone else. And it was like, I ended up causing like a big relationship reveal, whatever, and turmoil in their relationship. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to be involved. (laughs) Make your own choices. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I I do, like, very, very generic relationship readings where it's people who are, like, um, what's to come in my love life in May? Or, like, am I on the right track in my love life? Um, actually, the one that I'm looking at is what's to come, and I pulled the fool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's a little stereotypical, but okay. Um... Yeah, a lot of it's, like, people, like, that I will answer is people who are just, like, looking for, like, general relationship guidance and aren't specifically talking about, like, a specific relationship. It's a lot of single people. Yeah. It's who I read for. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I really hate the, like, does insert name here like me? And I'm just, like, talk to that person and find out if they like you. Communication. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's easily solved. That's easily remedied. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's stuff that you're asking me as a chair reader that can be easily figured out by like talking to someone who you probably should be talking about anyway, don't ask. Yeah. Talk to them. That's one of the other things that can drive me bananas about like people who aren't into tarot asking for readings. Mm-hmm. Cause like they don't get what the cards can and can't do. And oftentimes they're like expecting me to solve all of their problems with a three card reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's not going to happen. This is going to, make things a lot more annoying and confusing for you. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't understand that, and then I do the reading, and then they are not 
sure what it means. <laughs> yeah. For me, something that like gets frustrating with tarot, I guess not frustrating, but like tarot takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. It takes energy to like set it up. It takes energy to like read with people, especially if you're doing it in a religious or spiritual context. Um, like that takes a lot of like energy and focus and concentration and it's exhausting. Like it's tiring. Mm -hmm. And for Halloween, I read for like a bunch of friends because, you know, it's Samhain and then mm -hmm. folks who don't practice witchcraft are like more open on Halloween. And I read for like three people and I was like, I am about to pass out. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just wasn't like it was fun, but I feel like I totally shafted the like third person because I was exhausted. Yeah, no, it's it can definitely drain me. And it's a lot of the reason that I like stopped doing free readings online because people would just like mm -hmm. expect me to read for them. And I'm just like, no, I'm freaking tired. And this is a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it definitely is really exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually going to skip one question because I feel like we've answered it. I agree. Um, and do some fun stuff. Yeah. So I thought that we could play a game. Okay. Where we try and guess each other's favorite cards. So favorite major and favorite minor. Okay. Mine are probably going to be really obvious because of how well you know me and because of a sentence. Well, don't say that because I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. I'm going to remind you of something that you once told me after we do this. Okay. But, all right. But I need to pull up like a list of tarot cards really quick so that I can. God, me too. Um, okay. I have an idea in mind for the major. I'm just not quite sure for the minor. What my Oh, I thought the minor would be easy. I feel like the minor for me is really obvious. I'm going to stop saying that. Okay. I think your minor is Queen of Cups. Yes. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I think your favorite is Queen of Cups. And then I'd, I don't know if you think about this, but I'd think that it's the moon for you. Or I'd say the moon or strength mm, i haven't really thought about strength a lot i was gonna say um the empress just because mm, i can uh, yeah i can see that i just femme high femme power badassery <laughs> mm -hmm. um although you don't game of you didn't game of thrones right yes and i will continue to not consider yourself lucky just don't maybe the books but like honestly at this point don't even bother because the last season is... Ugh. But I recently saw someone, like, interpreting the Game of Thrones characters as major arcana cards. And my favorite character was the strength card. Hmm. I don't think about strength a lot, though. The moon makes sense for me as well, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, quickly reading over some notes about... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I could see those. But definitely for me, I was thinking the Queen of Cups and the Empress and... Do you remember one time we were talking about tarot and we were talking about like elements that we identify with and you literally said the phrase to me. You said, you are cups personified <laughs> is how you described me. And I'm just kind of like, that is accurate. Yeah, you are. It is not wrong. Because um, you're connected with water and you're all up in mm -hmm. your feelings all the time. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, so I'm trying to think of a major for you. Your favorite major. I'm not sure why, but on this list, my eye keeps going to the hermit, but I'm not sure why. It's not the hermit, is it? It's totally the hermit. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I adore the hermit. <laughs> it's just your whole, like... It's who I am. <laughs> it's your, like, 20-year-old granddad vibe. Yeah, I'm a small grandfather. Yeah, I love the hermit. I, like... The Hermit is all about soul searching and being introspective and following your path and no one else's. And that is everything that I am and my witchcraft is. Um, and also, like, when I'm having issues and trouble in my life, it is because I'm not listening to myself. Like, I get so caught up in what other people say that when shit is hitting the fan with me, it's because I'm not following myself and being true to myself. And so the Hermit card is totally, like, I, when I draw that, I'm like, oh, I just haven't checked in with myself lately. Mm -hmm. Also, the Wild Unknown, its Hermit is a turtle <laughs> with a lantern on it. 
I didn't know that. That's perfect. And it perfect. is my favorite card of all time. I love that card. I love the Wild Unknown deck. Were I not attached to my desktop right now by a headset, I'd be walking to my cards to pull up the Wild Un- to pull out my Wild Unknown Hermit. <laughs> the Wild Unknown deck is ugh. Um, another another short story with me and the Wild Unknown deck is I had the Wild Unknown and I loved it desperately and it was so good and clicked with me and then I took it with me on a trip to Germany and I lost it. I left it in a hostel um, in Dessau. <laughs> I remember you texting me that and I was like, oh no. I was devastated. <laughs> I'm really sad. But then I have really great friends and Alyssa sent me... <laughs> Um, for my birthday, the Animal Spirit Oracle, which is by the same people, um, which also has the same person, which has really lovely illustrations and a really lovely turtle friend that is my own. I had another Wild Unknown deck in my cart for you, and then you were like, I don't think I could ever get another copy of this deck. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, someone, my good friend from the tarot community sent me one, sent me a Wild Unknown deck right after you'd sent me that one Mm. and but she did it with like the caveat like you don't have to use this and i decided to send it to my friend and so my friend brie uses it now that's nice because it it just wasn't like i was connected to my deck Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to try and replicate that but anyway what's my favorite minor card oh my god you're a cop it's a cop isn't it um (laughs) You're also so in your feelings. That's not inaccurate. Hmm? That's, I am in my feelings, that is true. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm feeling the page of cups for you. Hmm. But I'm not sure. I feel like we had a conversation about the page of cups once, and maybe that's why I'm thinking of it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Page of cups, final answer. Okay. Am I close? You're, yeah, you're in the right suit. <laughs> I'm in the right suit. Yeah. I wouldn't say page of cups as my favorite but i'm definitely like for signifiers mm. that is my signifier maybe that's the conversation that i'm remembering then yeah page of cups is my signifier absolutely it just so happens that my signifier and my favorite cop- or card are the same mm-hmm. <laughs> they're both the queen of cups it's definitely the line strider tarot's fault <laughs> that's fair the queen of cups from line strider tarot is a gorgeous card and oh, the artwork so from it is literally my phone lock screen. Fair. <laughs> do you want me to give it away? Or yes, do you... please okay. give it away. I love the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups is a good one. I love the Ace of Cups. I love what it means. Like, I love, like, if you pull the Ace of Cups, it's like new amazing things are happening. Like, yeah. it's often, like, if you pull, it's often related to, like, a pregnancy or a new relationship or, like, a new artistic endeavor, a new, like, creativity. It's so good. It just means that good things are coming, and I like that. I like when new things are coming. Um, but we've been talking about decks a lot, so let's talk about our decks. Okay. I really, I had to really do, like, a mental inventory to remember, because a lot of people just give me decks. I wish I had friends like that. I wish I had friends. <laughs> That's a lie. I have friends who are just all broke. Yeah. I um I have so my collection is the Ostara Tarot, the Animal Spirit Oracle. I have a mini Aquarian Tarot, which was given to me, and then I have the Mythological Tarot, which was just given to me by someone who goes to my college, who'd known that I practiced tarot because I did like a speed faithing thing for my school's spiritual life office because I do a lot of interfaith work. And he knew that I did tarot and had this deck and didn't want it anymore. So he, like, this random person who I didn't know that well was like, do you want this deck? And I'm like, absolutely. Is this a uh, mythic tarot? Probably. Juliet Sharman Burke. Let me look. I need, it has, like, a big purple box. Big purple box. Yes, it is the mythic tarot. Okay. Yeah. No, just because I'm trying to find it and there's, like, a couple of different yes the mythic tarot i've had it like four days (laughs) and then i just ordered on kickstarter the the botanical deck which is by the cracked amethyst on like instagram and tumblr and her last name is bot (laughs) and so it's uh, a botanical deck it's all plants um and trees and 
flowers and herbs and spices and oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> it's it's I'm literally so excited and the illustrations are gorgeous and I'm gonna be getting it in August right around my birthday I'm so excited that's exciting um I have and I've talked about it a couple of times now the line strider tarot was my first deck that I ever got and the reason is I saw a post of the queens Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I love this. I need this. Um, I'm like a super, this is, you know this, Andrew, but the, the people listening, uh, for the people listening, <laughs> I, I'm like super femme. <laughs> like, high femme. <laughs> high femme. Not so much any. As, You're high femme. Not as high femme as I would like because of time constraints. That's fair. And financial constraints, but like spiritually high femme. <laughs> um, so like seeing the queens and they're, gorgeous like seriously look up this deck i'm gonna link it i mean i'm linking all of them in the show notes but just it's beautiful so i have that one i have the wild unknown which is just again gorgeous and also uh before you andrew lost your deck unfortunately you did a reading with it for me in which uh what is it the five of swords is that the severed worm card Mm -hmm. i think it's the five of swords wait what were you talking about um the reading you did for me about creativity where that card came up in the wild unknown deck and you just held it up and you looked at me over the, like, Discord call and you're like, you're a severed worm. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am a severed worm. Um, oh, I yeah. It was very accurate. <laughs> I have the Golden Thread Tarot app, which I mostly just use as an on-the-go reference. Um, but also sometimes if I don't have my cards and I just kind of, like, need to pull something, um, I'll use that. Um, and I also recently got, but I haven't read with yet, a uh, mini Moon Phases Oracle deck, mm-hmm. um, which it's literally just eight cards about the moon. And this is from um, the Moon Journal on Instagram. Uh, I want to say two full moons ago, this they were posting about it, and I was just kind of like, that's pretty. And I was going to buy the full deck, but then I looked at my bank account and decided to get the um, mini deck instead. Um, but it's really cool because it's got, like, information about the, like, moon phases and, like, little rituals for the moon in, like, addition to the, like, messages and correspondences of the different moon phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it. And then I recently kickstarted one deck and then pre-ordered another one. Um, the one I kickstarted is the This Might Hurt Tarot uh, by Isabella Rotman, which... I found out about because Isabella Rotman does some art for the um, merchandise for buff- Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which is, like, my favorite podcast. Um, and so the Buffering hosts tweeted about it, and I clicked on it, and I was like, this is really pretty. Um, the whole, like, idea is, like, a modernized Rider Waite Smith deck, um, so it's, like, a lot more, like, modern symbolism and, like, you know, more diverse, like, bodies Mm-hmm. Like there's people of color and people who are obviously queer and people who are obviously disabled and it's just like, you know, it looks really cool, um, and I really liked it, so I, you know, kickstarted it, and then I was on Twitter and I saw another deck, the Modern Witch Tarot from Lisa Sterl, and I also really liked it, and um, because I'm a sucker for a limited edition, <laughs> I pre-ordered the uh, limited edition. They're both really cool decks, and I'm really excited um, to get those. Um, I've been thinking about getting a Rider Waite Smith deck, but also maybe not, just because like there's so many other cool decks that I could get, <laughs> um, like one that I may be backing in a hot second that a friend of mine recently told me about, which is uh, the Bunny Tarot. The Bunny Tarot. It's the cutest fucking thing i am sending you a link right now ah oh my god it's (laughs) so cute right i'm trying to see if someone would make a a turtle tarot i would have no money i would buy them all this is really cute um but yeah so those are my decks slash my soon-to-be decks um but i also just kind of like looking around at different decks like um there's a zombie tarot deck that I've, like, flirted with the idea of getting a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, less so, I think I just recently took it off my wish list. Um, just because I've kind of evolved from that. But, you know, 
you never know. <laughs> I just like, honestly, just I really like the art involved in tarot. And so I will usually, if I think something is pretty, I will want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I just like plants. Like, I like plants a lot. And I feel like when I see plants represented in tarot, that's just so accurate to me and how I practice that I'm like, give it. <laughs> and same with like animals. Like I love animals and plants and nature portrayed in tarot. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about people. That's not true at all, but I don't care about people in tarot. Like I, cause when I'm connecting into my spirituality, my spirituality is so tied with nature and the natural mm-hmm. world that I am connecting into that. And so it matters less to me that I have folks in my tarot. I think it's really awesome that there are tarot decks coming out that have like queer representation and folks of color and, you know, all sorts like able-bodied, disabled representation. And I just like plants. Yes, you do. (laughs) I just like plants. (laughs) I... So we put down to give some advice for folks um, who are just starting tarot. And I think that you should give advice for folks like they're just starting and like folks that have been doing it for whatever because it's a constant learning process. Oh, for sure. And my big thing for folks who are learning, who have learned, who do it every day, is something that I had to learn, and that is don't be afraid to break the rules. Like, Mm. don't be afraid to, if the cards have a prescribed meaning, and you feel in your feet that that isn't what the card is saying in this particular instance, listen. Listen to yourself, listen to the person next to you, listen to the card. The rules are guidelines. It's okay if you're like, "Mm, I don't think that's what this means. I think it means something else. You're not going to be punished mm. if you stray from the guidebook, especially for folks who are, st- are starting. I think that's really hard. Yeah. It's like Another- you are more important. Yeah. Similarly, um, just start. Yeah, just do it. Um, I feel like because there are so many cards and the cards have like prescribed interpretations and because when you see someone like on tv or whatever doing a reading they're doing it from memory i feel like there's this kind of like push that you need to have like the entire you know tarot memorized in order to read and that is not the case yeah um not true i know i i know of people who've been reading for over 20 years who still reach for their guidebooks listen i have a chronic illness that makes you know remembering things kind of hard sometimes because brain fog is very real um, yeah. and memorizing things is hard. So don't be afraid of like not having everything memorized off the top of your head. Just start reading because the only way that you're going to build up your intuition and like figure out your style is by actually doing it. Um, like find friends who are experienced readers and ask them, Hey, can I do some readings for you? Get feedback from them, have them read for you. Like, just... Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so helpful. I feel like that's the advice that, like, anyone who's experienced in a thing gives to someone who's starting out in a thing is to do the thing. Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, there's no better way to learn than by doing, in my opinion. So get your nose out of the guidebook and get your hands on the deck. And be confident. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the intuition. Yes. Just, like... Along with just do it, like, just do it and be proud of what you're doing and be proud of that it is you reading. Mm -hmm. And yeah, someone else might read it differently, but they're not the ones holding the cards right now. You are. Mm -hmm. You're the one with, with, who has been trusted with the cards and the power in the circumstance. So live into that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and also like trust and respect the person who you're reading for yeah even if that person is you mm-hmm. when you're doing readings take the i thinks and the this might and all that just take it out because i think like not only does it help you come across much more authoritative um which is gonna let the people who you're reading for trust you more um which is really important 
but also you are going to feel that confidence um, more in making those like declarative statements of like this card means this there's probably something going on like X Y or like just being more declarative it will improve your confidence as well as giving the person you're reading for confidence in you. Mm-hmm. I also think for anyone who's involved, like, don't be afraid to get it wrong. Um, sometimes you're gonna. And that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes you think that you're able to connect and you're not. And I also think don't be afraid to say, I'm not sure what to make of this. Yeah. And like, and work it out with the person. Yeah. Because um, there might be some kind of detail that's that the person that you're reading for hasn't given you. Or there might be something else, you know, something in your personal life that's kind of causing a block. That's happened to me a couple of times where I've been trying to do a reading for myself and I'm just like, this isn't making any sense just because I could feel that I wasn't really in it. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to just say, I don't fucking know, is very helpful and very liberating. Yeah, for sure. Well, this was the tarot podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I like doing episodes that are focused in on a topic um and we'll probably be doing more of those feel free to um tweet us and tell us um topics that you would be interested in us talking about in the future i know we have like a huge list of things that we want to talk about but you know we want to know what you guys want to know as well yes thank you so much for listening you can find tooza coven on twitter at tooza coven pod and you can email at us Email us at twosacovenpod at gmail.com. If you like this episode and are excited for more, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And please share this podcast with other humans and animals and plants and trees. I'm Andrew, and you can find me on Twitter at LAndrewH98. I'm Alyssa, and you can find me on Twitter at LissWritesStuff. A special thank you to Karen Amador for designing our incredible cover art. You can find her on Instagram at Elador. And one more thing, we are still looking for sign-off ideas, a side effect of the fact that we have not posted an episode yet as of the recording. Um, And we are turning it into a contest. So if you have any ideas, tweet them to us at ChooseACovenPod. And you will get to come on if you win as a guest for an episode on the topic of your choice. Great. Bye. Bye.